Reformed and evangelical, confessional and missional, this is Creeds and Deeds. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 118, verses 21 through 29. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in us. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God. He has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords upon up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Westminster Shorter Catechism, Question 87. What is repentance unto life? Repentance unto life is a saving grace, whereby a sinner, out of a true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ, does, with grief and hatred of his sin, turn from it unto God, with full purpose of and endeavor after new obedience. Scripture proof, Luke 1, verses 16 and 17. And he, speaking of John the Baptist, will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before them in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Alright, today we are looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. We're looking at chapter 13, which is about sanctification. So let's get started. Chapter 13, paragraph 1. Those who are effectually called and regenerated have a new heart and a new spirit created in them. They are additionally sanctified actually and personally by the power of Christ's death and resurrection and by his word and spirit dwelling in them. The power of sin ruling over the whole body is destroyed and the desires of the old self are more and more weakened and killed. At the same time, the ability to practice true holiness without which no one will see the Lord is brought to life and strengthened by all the saving graces. All right, so in this one, I just think of uh, the, in the Bible, it says that uh, he will, uh, God will 
remove your heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. And you just see that so much in sanctification where God takes and he gives us this new heart where now we no longer desire to do the evil, sinful deeds we did before, but now we want to please God. But yet because of our flesh, because we're still in this fallen world, we still fall back into sin, but we are grieved by it and we confess it and we turn away from it. And through our lives, we see a decreased pattern of sinning and we see an increased pattern of living holy. We have a better, we have a desire to be with God's people and to be in his word. And you just see that increase more and more through your life. And we know that that's entirely because of the process of sanctification um, and because the Holy Spirit's living in you. And I really like in this how it says that it's that we as Christians are additionally sanctified actually and personally by the power of Christ's death and resurrection and by his word and spirit. So that means, you know, sanctification isn't just a organic process where, oh, you're a Christian now, God like plants a seed into you and it slowly grows. It means that he is personally working in you one-on-one to sanctify you. And how cool does that mean that like God, the Holy Spirit is actually knows you so intimately and is working in your soul to bring you to closer obedience and relationship with him. All right, chapter two, or I mean, sorry, uh, paragraph two. This sanctification works in the whole person, but not completely or perfectly in this life. The old sinful nature retains some of its control in the body, mind, and spirit. And so a continual and irreconcilable war goes on in every believer. The old nature tries to get its way in opposition to the spirit, and the spirit fights to assert its authority over the flesh. All right, so um, in this one, I just, we kind of, I kind of said it already, but you just have these two natures and you are, and they're at war. Even though we know that Christ has won, the flesh is still doing everything it can to uh, win the war, right? Or to cause as much harm as it can, I guess. Um, but you can rest in the fact that you are saved if you've believed in Christ and have the Holy Spirit. If you feel um, conviction of your sin and you're repenting and you're trusting in Jesus for your salvation, you're saved even when you fall into sin. It doesn't change the state of your salvation. Jesus has already won the battle. Um, A friend of mine gave me this really good uh, analogy and it's kind of based from uh, Romans 7, but he was talking about uh, if you think of like that game, the Rock'em, Sock'em, Sock'em Rockers or whatever, Bop'em Sockers. I don't know the little like the little uh, toy where you hit each other. Like you use the little button, the two little blue and green man like hit or blue and uh, red man. I mean, hit each other until one of their heads pops up. Um, I kind of think of that like uh, our life. We have our flesh, and it's constantly at war trying to destroy our the spirit um, and then our spirit is working to 
destroy the uh, desires and deeds of the flesh, right? And a lot of that depends on how we train them. If you think you have these two boxers, flesh man and spirit man, let's call them, working in your body, whichever one that you give nourishment to is going to be the one that ends up owning in the ring, right? The one that has better training, the one that is, has been eating better, the one that has been uh, more disciplined. So whenever you give in to your flesh and you fall into sin, or even if you don't fall into sin, if you do things that are, you know, just desire, you get home and you're like, oh, I don't feel like studying my Bible tonight. I'm going to instead sit here and binge on Netflix, right? You are allowing the spirit man to not get nourishment and you are nourishing the flesh man and then that's what ends up leading us into these grievous sins is that we've been training and uh, nourishing and disciplining the flesh man or our flesh and we at the expense of spirit man but when you do the opposite and you have and you're thinking okay I'm going to train you know the spirit in me I'm going to nourish it and I'm going to give it, I'm going to discipline it. And so you're reading the Bible, you're praying, you're with God's people, spending time in small group and in church. You are building up, strengthening the spirit man. So when that battle comes where your flesh and your spirit are at war in you over some sin, your spirit man will have the strength to overcome that sin by the power of Jesus. I know it's an imperfect analogy, but I just think of it, you know, when I think of, oh, do I want to sit here and binge on Netflix or should I read my Bible or do I want to just skip this tonight or whatever? Do I want to skip church on Sunday so that I can go do something fun? Man, it's really nice outside. I want to do something fun. Um, You are, once again, I mean, those things aren't bad. Let me rephrase this because those things aren't bad. There's nothing wrong with them. However, you have to make a decision of... Have have I been properly training spirit man to overcome the battles that are going to come? Because if not, when you do those things that are, you know, in this world fun, you are training your flesh man. And there's no problem with training him as long as the spirit man's still stronger. Anyways. So next is paragraph three. And it says, Although the old nature temporarily wins battles in this warfare, the continual strengthening and of the sanctifying spirit of Christ enables the regenerate nature in each believer to overcome. And so the saints grow in grace, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So I guess that my whole tangent on that last thing kind of falls right into this. Strengthening the continual strengthening of the of the sanctifi- sanctifying spirit of Christ enables the regenerate nature in each believer to overcome. So are you continually strengthening the spirit of Christ in you by the means of grace, Bible reading, worship, prayer, and being with God's people in fellowship? Just like I talked about before. You're strengthening either your spirit or you're strengthening your flesh. So which one are you strengthening? All right, thank you for joining me today. 
Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to a couple of podcasts. Uh, I put a thing up on the Facebook on a Facebook page about um, some podcasts, and there's just a couple or asking people if anybody has a Christian podcast. And uh, I wanted to give you a couple that were um, recommended. Uh, one of them is called the Burnham Podcast. That's B-U-R-N-H-A-M Podcast. And uh, he has he has a lot of interviews and stuff on there, and it's uh, pretty awesome, actually. And then the other one is called uh, Walking in Truth Radio, and it's by Dr. James Sutton II. Um, it's a good kind of... Um, it's like, you know, six minutes, seven minutes, something like that. But it's a good way... It's a good, like, uh, encouragement for the day. I don't know much about either of their theologies, but I listened to a couple of episodes, and I like them. So, anyways, a couple of recommendations for you, and uh, I'll probably have more for you throughout the rest of the week. I will see you tomorrow for Witness Wednesday. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's clear our hearts and our minds and focus on Jesus, who is our shepherd. We're lost like sheep without a shepherd, but in Jesus we find the perfect shepherd. So now be like a sheep that hears his voice and follows him. Clear your mind of all the things of this world, all the things that take you out of worship, so that you can spend time in meditation and worship of God. Hear this verse of preparation, John 10, verses 11 through 16. I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus talking. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. And now, take a second or a minute to worship God. Worship Him for who He is. Praise Him with your mouth. Boast, with, boast in Him with your soul. Magnify Him. Exalt Him. He is radiant. The Lord hears us when we cry, and he saves us from our troubles. So hear, so now praise him and worship him for all of that. With this verse from Psalm 34, verses 1 through 6. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. 
I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who looked to him and were radiant, and their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Now take time to reflect on the sins that you've committed in the last days. And take time to reflect on the fact that never once in our life have we loved God with all our heart, soul, mind, or strength, and truly loved our neighbor as ourselves. And confess all these sins to God, list them by name, and ask for his forgiveness. And hear this verse of confession from 1 John 2, 1 and 2. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So know that your sins are forgiven. In Christ Jesus, you have a Savior, and He is a propitiation for your sins. He has bought forgiveness with His very life. So know you are forgiven if you confess your sins to Him. Now let's take some time to thank God with a spirit of gratitude praising him for what he's done that he has that his favor has shined on you and that you can have joy in him and that he will give you all joy and he can be your source of joy so let's give him thanksgiving for all of the blessings that he's done in your life from psalm 30 verses 4 and 5 sing praise to the lord you his godly ones and sing thanks to his holy name his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. And now, let's make our requests known to God. Hear this verse from Matthew 7. 7 through 11, and then make all of your requests, all the things going on in your life, and the lives of those around you, and for our nation, and our friends and family, and our churches. Re make those requests known to God, and trust that He will answer you according to His will. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, Give what is good to those who ask him.
a verse for yourself that you would grow in your walk with Christ. Philippians 1 verse 6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Pray for all our leaders, those you agree with and disagree with. This will help you to lead a quiet life and not get in hurtful arguments over politics. 1 Timothy 2 verses 1 and 2 I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And pray that your that unsaved members of your family will hear the gospel and be saved. This verse from Romans 10, 13 and 14 should stir your heart to share the gospel with those in your family. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without somebody to tell them? And pray for your neighbors and other friends that they would repent of their sins and trust in God and trust Christ as their Lord and Savior. From Romans 1, 18-21 For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of birds, and of four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Now join me in reciting the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, 
who, with the Father and Son together, is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy, universal, and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.